I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Onwarda and this is I'm Not The Expert Book. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. If you're listening to this on your Monday morning commute, be like a shark. Sharks don't give a fuck that it's Monday. They're up early, biting shit, chasing shit, being all scary and letting the world know they're a fucking shark. We were talking during the week about sharks. Yeah. Because your favourite, one of your favourite movies? Oh, definitely Jaws. Yeah. Jaws, all the way. Yeah. And one of my favourite books is Jaws. Absolutely. Is. And Peter Benchley, who uh, died in... I think he died in 1980. Actually, no, it might have been 2006. Was it? Yeah, and he died. Well, look it up and see. He oh. died. He would, but I have no fucking internet here. Yeah, right he died of a, a weird pulmonary disease. Not pulmonary, respiratory disease. Because we both love sharks, we decided that we were going to do a podcast on sharks. And not necessarily about Jaws, but just on sharks. A hell of a lot to get through. Yeah. Um, might do it in multiple parts. We'll see how it goes. I was thinking that we'd probably come back and revisit. Yeah. You yeah. know, and not necessarily a part one, part two, but yeah. we'll drop it. Fucking crazy interesting though. It's, it's crazy interesting. It's like ridiculous. I had a passing interest in sharks as Dell said. I love Jaws. And I just want to correct them there. It's also one of my favourite books. <laughs> it's probably one of the only books I've ever read in one sitting. Literally from, from yeah, cover to cover. Not, I remember I was going to the gym and it was packed. And I was like, I'm not going to into queue for machines and, and cool down while I'm queuing up and risk injury and all that bollocks. And so we sat in the coffee area, the coffee dock, and had a coffee. Saw Jaws in the bookshelf, the kind of bookshelf every Complimentary bookshelf thing. And yeah. started reading it. Decided to abandon the gym. <laughs> that nicked good, yeah. the book, put it in my gym bag, went home and just read it in one sitting. Deadly, yeah. deadly. Yeah, because no, I always remember that the... You know, on the blurb on the back, the little reviews that they have, you know. And it basically said, open it as the sun sets and close it breathless as the sun rises the next morning. And I'm like, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. That's pretty much exactly what I did. I yeah, always used to read in bed as a young player, you know. And I literally could not put it down. It was unputdownable. I was looking into sharks and it's very hard to dismiss information not because you don't believe it, but dismiss information that you don't want to put into the podcast. Or yeah. Because the whole lot of it is interesting. Yeah. I started with the fact that sharks can detect electromagnetic fields. Yeah. Like we have air senses. We've got sight, sound, smell, speech, touch. Like, and what's this? The sixth sense oh. is, is not the paranormal ESP. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But. Sharks have, yeah. they've excellent eyesight, excellent great sense hearing. of smell, great sense of hearing. Yeah, I'm not going to that later. They have touch, and we'll get on to that later. Yeah. With their, you know, with, with biting and testing and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and also and they can feel pressure got, changes in the water too. They've so got yeah. this electromagnetic sensory thing. So yeah. I looked into that, and that's the, the, the blackheads. You know when you were a yeah. kid? you have blackheads? If I had blackheads like these, it wouldn't have mattered to me so much. The blackheads on their snouts are called the ampullae of Lorenzini. Yeah. 
And that just sent me off on a tangent before I even got started. Do you know started. what I've heard them described as, actually? What? Swimming noses. Okay, I've never Sharks. heard of that. Have you not? No. They're literally swimming noses. Their whole, you know, entire olfactory system is just that. It's all Super attuned like. to picking yeah. up prey. Yeah. But the ampullae of Lorenzini were named after Stefano Lorenzini in 1679. Wow, that's far back. 17th century. You understood them, yeah? Yep. They'd been initially described by Marcello Malpighi, his name is, and then Lorenzini, who was an ichthyologist. What's an ichthyologist, Dale? I'll get on to ichthyologist in a minute because that sent me down. It was like jumping from rabbit hole to rabbit hole when I was looking yeah. this shit up. Yeah. He was a, Lorenzini was an ichthyologist and he gave them the exact description that they have today. Though in the 17th century, their function still remained unknown. Right, okay. okay so they so basically cut them open, yeah. looked at them, and, but didn't know what they were for. Yeah. Right. Well, and he could identify yeah. what it was, and they suspected what it was for, but nobody knew categorically what it was for. Okay. So going back to Lorenzini being an ichthyologist, I looked it up, and ichthyology is the branch of zoology that relates to the study of fishes. Okay, so it's basically marine biologists... Yes, yeah, he's a marine biologist, but yeah. ichthyologist. And what interested me about it was when I was growing up, I'd heard of a ferocious marine mammal called an ichthyosaur. Right, from, from the Jurassic period. Yeah, yeah, from Jurassic, the Cretaceous yeah. or whenever yeah. it was period yeah. or the Mesoic or... Dinosaur, essentially. Yeah. Right. And ichthyologist, an ichthyosaur. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so... I looked it up. Was and that a sea It water? was ichthy is the branch of zoology that studies fishes, so and that that's why it was an ichthyosaur, ichthyosaur right. and that's why he was an ichthyologist. Right. So yeah. the ichthyosaur was a seaborn. Uh, the ichthyosaur was is an extinct marine predator. Marine predator. Yeah. That spans the Mesoic era. Which so it was, wasn't Cretaceous, Jurassic, or no, the other one that we mentioned. No, the Mesoic that. era, which was. 251 million to 65.5 million years ago. Ichthyosaurs spanned the entire Mesoic era. Right. So, so they were, they were around for a long, 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 long time. Highly evolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make shark looks like goldfish. Yeah, but if you look at an ichthyosaur, the images that you'll see on the net, like, I'm not saying they look like anything that we've got now, but you can see attributes of it. Of the shark. That are reflected. Yeah. No, not of the shark. Of the ichthyosaur that are reflected in marine mammals today. Okay. They don't all have the same one. And no one mammal has everything an ichthyosaur had. Otherwise, they'd still be here. Right, yeah. yeah. But you can see where evolution refined stuff down okay, or cool. discarded stuff. It's I'll have to have a look there. and I'll throw it, it up on the Facebook page as well. Just so we know what we're talking about. Fabulous that. looking things. Cool. They're great. Cool. So back to the ampullae of Lorenzini. There are electroreceptors that allow sharks to detect the electromagnetic signal that all living creatures give off. You can't be a living creature without giving off an electromagnetic signal. Heartbeats will give off an electromagnetic signal. Brainwaves. I can't even say, well, it's not brainwaves. Well, we know I what don't I mean. know. The but, but I can't say... Electrical signal between the brain, yeah. the spinal cord, whatever. Yeah, I can't say off. sharks don't pick that up because they may. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, the ampullae of Lorenzini 
They're jelly-filled tubes that open on the surface of shark, like a blackhead will open on the surface of the skin. At the base of the tube, under the skin, is a bulb or ampulla, which is singular. The jelly is highly conductive, and when it picks up an electrical signal, it translates back to the end where the ampulla resides, which then reacts and sends a signal to the shark's brain. Now, I don't know whether you looked at shark brains at all, did you? I didn't look into it in depth. Right, they're really, really fucking interesting. They're Y-shaped. Yeah, I remember they're, seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They're not, like, they don't look anything like fucking ma mammalian brain at all. Yeah, yeah. They'd actually look more like a female reproductive system if you were to look at it from the top down. Yeah. It's that kind of Y-shape. Yeah. It's fucking mad looking shit. And they've got two big kind of sensors at the front where the nose is, which I'm, is... Controls their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their kind of directional. Yeah, yeah. Sense. Well, here's the navigation. thing. Navigation. Sorry, navigation. Here's the thing. As yeah. this, as the the blackheads, I'm going to call them because I'm yeah. not going to keep saying Ampula Lorenzini. Yeah. The blackheads on the front of their face, I guess, will the ones on the right, if if the victim or the potential victim is off to the right, are going to yeah. react more than the ones on the left because they're. Yeah. Getting the stronger and signal. And that tells it where to and go. And that yeah. tells it, that gives it direction. Yeah. And that's along with its sense of smell, its eyesight, its hearing. They are one of the apex predators. Yeah, oh yeah. Like they're yeah. amazing Elite, creatures. Like, yeah, they've just evolved into killing machines, I suppose. But they're not, though. Nope. And, and we'll get on to that as well. Yeah, that is something that... Peter Benchley became a shark conservationist because when his book slash film came out, because he it had such a negative impact on people's play. perception of sharks that he wanted to try and fix that. Yeah, he? get rid of these fucking things. Yeah, you know, are just to be killed or just yeah. yeah. And he was no, it was is fiction. Yeah, I mean you're you're putting human attributes onto the shark by saying it's them, yeah. a shark that's got a vendetta. Yeah, you know? especially fucking Jaws the Revenge. Yeah, Jaws let's not talk like, about that. One. Supposed to be the daughter of the. Original, and we're going to get on to later on why that's fucking horseshit to begin well, they're, with. Anyway. They're all horseshit. I know, yeah, but that Jaws was great. Everything after of, that, everything after yeah. that was more. I, I enjoyed Jaws, Tim. Now, I know you were saying to me yesterday you watched it again recently and you used to love it, and it's just absolute garbage. I must go back and watch it again. I love that film as a child. Okay, let me correct you. Mm. I watched it recently, correct, and I used to love it disgracefully incorrect. Did you not? Like, no, you never, never loved liked it. it. Never okay, loved it. No, I, I saw the, when DVDs were the thing, I saw the Twin Pack, Jaws 1 and 2. Yeah, I, was, I used to have it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. buy that. And I bought it and I watched Jaws and I enjoyed it, loved it. And I watched Jaws 2 and it's garbage. Mm. It's absolute garbage. And you can actually see the difference in quality. Oh, yeah, the, the budget was No, 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 no not even budget-wise, like, story-wise. Yeah. You can just yeah, see the difference it. in quality. It was more, yeah, like, it's a long time since I watched it now, but that was the one about the kind of, the college kids, wasn't it? The summer in, on it's Amityville. It's still Amity, and, yeah. yeah. Amityville. Yeah. Or Amity, a completely right, different yeah. horror story, Amity, man. Amity, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, interestingly though, Dad, I just looked up there, the guy that played the mayor in Jaws also played somebody in the Amityville horror. Did he? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Wasn't a mayor or anything like that? I don't, I don't know. I just seen mm -hmm. it mentioned there on the page when I, when I was looking up okay. his name there. Yeah, so 
But they're losing me trying to talk there, Dale. Sorry. That's okay, because you dragged me off mine. I know, yeah. Sharks have the potential to detect the smallest electrical charge from great distances. Yeah. Great white sharks are known to react to charges of one millionth of a volt in water. Jesus. And they, the thing said That's in water nice. because water, water is, is more conductive. conductive anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. So a one millionth of a volt in water, which is... Fucking incredible. Like, no, when you consider like a an AA battery is nine volts, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's one and a half. I don't, I don't know. know. Don't but it's it's yeah, a lot more than a millionth of a volt anyway. Don't don't confuse me by talking batteries. Yeah. <laughs> Getting back to the um blackheads on a shark's skin and them not knowing what they were for in the seventeenth century. It wasn't until nineteen twenty five that a comparative physiologist which is a guy, there's a lot of that. There's not that much of that. Yeah. And other than that quantity survey. No, I don't know. Yeah, okay. But a comparative physiologist, Sven Dijkraaf, I think, yeah, is University of Utrecht, was studying sharks for an unrelated project. And he noticed that the shark he was studying reacted when it approached a rusty wire in its tank. It almost looked to him like the shark was recoiling in disgust and even pain, even though he never touched the wire. This made me laugh because this is the most interesting thing in the world. It was just passed off. It's fucking weird. Even when the shark was blindfolded, it reacted the, the exact... Fuck do you blindfold a shark? Well, you know, there's when they had sharks in tanks yeah, and they'd study them. But a way of... Putting a shark into a waking coma, if you want. Yeah. Is to turn it over. Oh. Is to turn it on its back, turn it upside down, and it just goes comatose. Did not know So that's how you blindfold a shark. Okay. Now, I know sharks can drown if they stop moving. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, you're not going to fucking do it for a long time. You have to think about the the animal. Yeah, but no, I didn't know that. That's how you do it, yeah. yeah. Even when the shark was blindfolded, it reacted the same way. That was clear evidence that there was non-visual stimulus at work. The observation, now reminding you this is 1935, the observation was logged as a curiosity and wasn't further investigated. It's fucking yeah, mad. It is. The weirdest shit happened, dear diary, the weirdest shit happened today. And that was that. It wasn't until 30 years later that Adrianus Kalman, a biophysicist, began working with Dijkraaf to replicate the results. It was at this stage that they started to work out what the ampullae of Lorenzini were. And they didn't rename them. They still obviously called them the same as the guy in the 17th century. Yeah, okay, cool. So, you know the way sharks have cartilage instead of bone? Yeah, it makes them more flexible, that kind of, you know, swishing through the water kind of... And it makes them more buoyant it, and it's lighter than bone and okay, it's right, easier right. to keep them moving through the water. They don't expend as much energy. Yeah. Now, and they also use rib currents for that as well. And I'll get onto that later. But, yeah. Well, um, they use all of that, but they also have, I think its liver is heavily saturated in lighter oils lighter that help oils. with buoyancy. Okay. It's an evolution wonder. Shark fossils, excuse me have been found and the nature of cartilage is that it doesn't fossilize right yeah, so yeah. i was looking at that and i was going okay that's fucking weird and there's an explanation 
Even though a, a shark's skeleton is cartilage, sharks fossilize because as they age, they deposit calcium salts in their skeletons right, to so strengthen them. So it starts to turn into bone almost. It starts to, yeah, bonify. Let's yeah. make up a word. Yeah. <laughs> it starts to bonify. I don't think you just made that up. That's actually a word. Yeah. That's cool. So it starts to calcify and turn into bone. And it allows them to fossilize in the right conditions. Now, the right conditions being the reason anything fossilizes. Yeah. You know? The right pressure, the right, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And the right sediments. Yeah. The, yeah, the right conditions. That's all we'll say. To rockify it. Yeah. <laughs> cool, that is interesting. It is. It's crazy interesting. But the, the cartilage for anybody trying to visualize it in their heads is their skeletons, sharks' skeletons, are made up of the same stuff that make up nose your nose and your, and your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you have arthritis, it's the stuff that you don't have between your bones. Okay. Your joints. We're not yeah. making fun of arthritis. I have a, excuse me, I've got spinal arthritis. Yeah. Bloody okay. And it's killing me right now. So as we mentioned, sharks have great eyesight. Yeah. Great hearing. A great sense of smell. And an electromagnetic sensory system. Yeah. Their ears are fascinating though. Yeah. And I say ears in inverted commas. They've got like two holes on the top of their head. Just no, behind I the thought eye. it was just behind the eye, man. Yeah, just behind the eyes, but it's on the top. Yeah, but the eyes not. Flat head. Yeah. Eyes are on the side, so yeah. just above and behind those. Okay, so it's not head. it's not on the top. It's not on the no, it's on the top. Yeah, it's just behind where the eyes are on the top. Okay. Like eyes are here. Okay, I'm gonna get an image because I'm not sure I believe that because I think you're talking about a fucking whale. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about whales. <laughs> Just literally just watched this this morning. Okay. Right, it's on the top. I mean, what is the shark's head? It's all body anyway, and it just tapers into a point, you know what I mean? It's behind the eyes, as in it's not nostrils, it's behind. Yeah? Yeah. And it's on the top. There's two holes anyway, and they lead to, very similar to the ampullae, they lead to narrow canals that are jelly-filled, and they're lined by microscopic hairs that vibrate with any kind of sound wave, but also electromagnetic as well. So okay. their ears are picking up electromagnetic signals as well. And that sends a signal to their brain. They can hear at a frequency of around 20 to 300 hertz, which... That's a very broad range, isn't it? It is, yeah. but it also has a massive overlap with your average pleasure craft propeller, right? And I'm going to get onto that later as well. Okay. All right. but, okay. Yeah, so there's the ears are absolutely fascinating. But yeah, they are definitely positioned on the flat part of the head. You know, the flat. Okay, I'm going to look yeah. that up. I'm not yeah, saying I don't the, believe you, but I don't believe it. <laughs> there's two of them. Okay. Up there. Okay, I think they're blowholes. They're not blowholes. No, it's not joking. a whale, no, dude. It's not a whale. <laughs> okay. Actually, there's another interesting fact. Actually, talking about blowholes and whales and stuff. Do you know a shark will drown if it stops swimming? Yes. They have to keep yeah. them so they never sleep. Mm hmm. They wait. Yeah. Which is probably why they have Y-shaped brains. So one hemisphere can sleep. Possibly. And the other. Yeah. I could be talking It's also why they're always I grumpy. could be talking through my blowhole. You know, I get very grumpy when, I'm, when I don't sleep. So That's all the time then. Sharks are always yeah. angry. All right. Know? Okay. Yeah. So all that interesting shit about sharks, their skin is crazy fucking interesting too. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like a, like a not metal, obviously, but it's that kind of toughness and abrasiveness they like. have skin like sandpaper yeah that's true yeah. that's that's what i'm looking for sandpaper skin yeah. is made up of tiny teeth 
like structures okay. called placoid scales. These scales point backwards towards the tail to help reduce friction when a shark is swimming. I mean, they're just built for efficiency. Yeah, they are. They, efficient you know what? swimmers, that's... efficient killers, efficient hunt. They're just yeah. efficiency. Evolution was going, no, nope, that's bullshit. No, nope, that's bullshit. And every update was just better and better, better and better and better. And better, and better. And better yeah. yeah, I mean, they are the pinnacle. Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, like we think we're the dominant species on this planet. We are in our shite. Wrong. <laughs> we're the most parasitic fucking species. Yeah, yeah, true. Anyway, great white sharks. Yeah. My favourite. Actually, Everybody you know, else. I can't even say that. I don't have a favourite. I, I love... I like them all. Hammerhead sharks are just fucking They're amazing. Mad. They're alien-looking fuckers, later. you know what I mean? They are just mad-looking fuckers. That's evolution on overdrive. Yeah. Like, that That really fucking nailed it with hammerhead sharks. Yeah. They're yeah. fascinating, and I'll talk about them They look later. all wrong, though. They look so fucking wrong. They Where's only they look get? wrong because... You know what I mean? The other sharks just look fuck. They look like a fucking torpedo in the water. Like not, you know, other other sharks like that. Yeah. Just that sleek. And the hammerhead just looks wrong. It just looks aerodynamically wrong. It looks. You know the way aerodynamically wrong. Yeah, but no, you know what okay, I mean. Okay, I though. do, I do. But you know the way in episodes past of our podcast, I've we've laughed about you setting me up. Yeah. You've you've really set me up for something later. That's, cool. That's, okay, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's good. It's Hammer, hammerhead definitely. sharks are fucking amazing. I you know they are. Just, no, I know, I know, and I know you appreciate them, but just mm. let me. But you know what's an ugly bastard? And I'm going to get onto them in depth now shortly. Fucking sand tiger sharks. I'll see your sand tiger sharks and I'll raise you Greenland sharks. Okay, I don't know what the Greenland shark looks like. So oh, we get onto really? that later anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Tiger sharks are ugly bastards. Though. Well, I'll see you that and I'll raise you Greenland sharks. Okay, cool. Great white sharks. My, one of my favourite sharks. They can be found in every ocean on the planet. Hmm. They are widespread and they usually frequent cooler waters, which was a surprise to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, because they're kind of well known for our Florida, Cape Town. You would have thought it was warmer. Exactly. Speaking of great whites, you've come up close and personal with great whites, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Me and two of my friends went cage diving in, in Gans Bay in South Africa in 2002. I think it was 21 years ago. Yeah, yeah. 21 years ago. Every time and I say 2002, all the time. well, you just asked me. No, no, but you do. Like you still mention not like not in a borrowed way, but it obviously had a massive impact on you. Ah, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was great. And I have to admit, we went to South Africa, and I had ulterior motives going. I didn't want to a woman fly. involved. No, no. Okay. I didn't want to fly across to uh, like the likes of Vietnam or not Vietnam, fucking. Indonesia or... Yeah, or anything like that. Because it was such a long flight. Yeah. And I, I, I was saying to my friends, and I sold it to them, that if we go 12 hours to Cape Town, we can holiday there for two weeks. And then fly and, on to Australia. Or two or three weeks, and then fly on 12 hours. It was like equidistant to yeah, Australia. Yeah, And they were like, yeah, we can go there. And I was like, and we can even go shark diving. Because my brother had said years previous that he wanted to do cage diving and I never did it because it was his thing. But he hadn't done it in 10 years and I went, fuck that shit. I'm doing it now, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So when we got to it, uh, one, both of my friends, my cousin and my friend were saying, let's do cage diving. And you know the way you have that last moment, uh-oh, 
I was going, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have. <laughs> but we went out and did cage diving and it was brilliant. So they called my bluff and we ended up going cage diving. And uh, it's one of the best things I ever did. Yeah. Fucking amazing. How many sharks are we talking? Like, Jeez, there was a couple of dozen. Seriously? No, I'm not saying, no, over the course of the time we were out there. Yeah. Like there, were, there was a half dozen, maybe nine boats out there with, with people. And mm-hmm. our boat was the most popular with sharks. Yeah. We we had a captain who just inverted commas read the land if you know what I mean. Yeah. Or read the room, and the right he bait. was just had, and not had the right bait because they they all kind of it's not necessarily they chum they, the water don't they? They, they chum the water, but they all have you know the butcher's hooks, the S-shaped yeah, butcher's yeah, hooks, yeah. and tuna heads tied to that. And they pull that, they throw it into the water when the sharks come around, and they pull it towards the cage that the people are in so they can take photographs there's nothing dangerous about it and they're the most graceful creatures i've ever seen yeah. it's fucking incredible they are i think the strange word to use graceful they do move very graceful through the water until that last second when they attack and then they're just like fucking efficiency yeah they like, they well so they're um i was watching um some drone video earlier of five or six sharks attacking a a bunker shawl. And like that, they're just swimming casually around the bunker fish are moving out of their way. There's like holes appearing in the shells where they're yeah. moving away from the sharks. And then all of a sudden, boom, boom yeah. shark just fucking upset. <laughs> yeah. Straight into the middle of a bang. Well, great white sharks can swim up to 60 kilometers an hour. I know. Yeah, and yeah. they're... But that's in short bursts, isn't it? That's like, you know, in a, an attacking burst. Like they, you know, they um they swim casually along at you know forty miles an hour, whatever it is, and then it's that instant burst. But it's Shark the ability to do that burst, yeah. yeah, to make that burst. Yeah, it's fucking mad looking. There's there was a shark referred to as a submarine, right? And the submarine was a shark that frequented allegedly False Bay, False Bay in South Africa. Okay, and. Let me segue for a second. False Bay is called False Bay because the sailors that circumnavigated Africa and I was having a look at the map of Africa and I couldn't work out how they circumnavigated Africa without the Suez Canal. Yeah. yeah. But they circumnavigated Africa in the 16th century, I think it was. And the Suez Canal wasn't built in the 1850s or something like that. And I just... Can't work out how they did it, but let's assume the they Red dragged. Sea, maybe. Well, the Red Sea, but but there's not there's even there's not a join. If there was if it was joined by a waterway, like it is obviously the Red Sea, and then yeah. down into the Gulf of Aden, and then down into the Indian Ocean, but between Madagascar and the eastern side of Africa. Yeah. So there is all that, and that's obviously the yeah, route the they would have taken. But at the top the bit, East, yeah. if there was a waterway joining the two, they wouldn't have needed the Suez Canal, yeah. which there's not. So let's just assume they dragged the boat overland. Yeah. For once, from Saudi better, to the Mediterranean. Piece of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they circumnavigated. So when they went out from Cape Town, they went north up towards Gabon and the Ivory Coast and all that. And they yeah. worked their way around into the Mediterranean and then across to the top right-hand corner of Egypt. And then by hook or by crook, they got down to the Indian Ocean. They got the Red Sea, sorry, down into the 
Gulf of Aden and the Indian Ocean and all that kind of stuff. And went back around the bottom of Africa, the yeah. Cape of Good Hope. Okay? Yeah. And they were back in the Atlantic and they saw this bay and they went in. They were like, we're home. But it wasn't. It was something like 40 kilometers before Cape Town. Right. And, but it had, it had familiar landmarks. Yeah. So, it so they were up. like, here we are. And so they weren't. So bay, it's, yeah. that's why it was called False Bay. Okay. So there is that. Okay. So the submarine. This great white shark, that was between 22.5 and 30 feet long. That's a big fucking shark. Yeah. Even for sharks, that's a big shark. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to get to that. As predators, great white sharks rely on speed and strength. And agility. And agility. And the larger a shark gets, the wider its turn radius is. Yeah. And when you're hunting stuff like cape fur seals, for instance. Their reflex instinct when being predated but on by sharks is to get on its tail. They've sharpened, they're smaller, sharper, and more agile, and they yeah. get on a shark's tail. And, the shark and if you're yeah. on a shark's tail and you're a cape fur seal, yeah, you've that's got the, the right, safest place yeah. to be you've got next the right to being out of the water. Other than the business end, you know? He yeah. can bite the shit out of you if you're on his tail. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's safe, yeah. safer. So yeah. for that reason alone, mm. the fact that it was the submarine is between twenty-two and thirty feet long. Man, it was fucking huge, yeah, and it was being reported by fish fishermen. It's also the fact that they were on smaller boats. Yeah, and fishermen's tails as well. Do you know what I mean? Everything's bigger, isn't it? But 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 it's the fact that they were on smaller boats gives them. More of a, uh, less of a torn radius. And no, not less of a torn radius. Gives them less reliable perspective. Yeah. You know, to, to say in, in proportional yeah. sizes. Yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah. distance. And then those that reported it from higher boats that's at higher out of the water. Yeah, I get a bigger look at it. Would be getting a, a look at it further away with yeah. no... It's not no like point they, of reference. They, yeah, there's yeah. no scale to it. So, yeah. so it was like I was at least 22 to 25 feet long. Okay. It was at least 25 to 27 feet long. Okay. It was at least <laughs> 30 feet long. You know, it bullshit. just yeah. builds up, builds up, builds up. Tales. So yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not bullshit. It's just away, human you know? nature. Hmm. And there was no categorical proof that this was yeah. its size. And so why was he it called was, a submarine? Because of its size. Because of the size. And because like a submarine than a fucking you shark, said yeah. 10 minutes ago when we were talking, they're fucking submarines. They're, there's, where does the head start? They're just oh, all Oh, yeah, body, they're fucking know? torpedoes like. They're yeah. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. They're shaped like a torpedo. These stories all collected around from the late 70s to the early 90s. Yeah. So it was over a 15-year period. Yeah. So a, yeah. how reliable... Mm. It was, would yeah. have been, how long is a piece of string? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying the thing didn't... live on average? I'm not saying the thing didn't exist. And I'm not saying... He wasn't a big fucker. It wasn't a big fucking fish. Mm. But scientists have debunked, not categorically, but... It's very unlikely. Actually. It's highly unlikely that, that it was up that to 30 big. feet yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. 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 The average just, around 15, 20 and feet then, I mean, you can bring in the whole megalodon. <laughs> that existed. I know, and yeah. when prey got smaller, there was less food for it to yeah. eat. That was 
solely its food source because it would have been of such a size that it predated on big stuff. Yeah. That there was it died off because there was no there wasn't enough food. Yeah. It was too much and competition. I've got some really interesting stuff on tiger sharks later on about that as well. Excellent. And how they discovered what they ate is really Excellent. interesting. Okay. Really, really but the fact that I'm shooting holes in the submarine myth doesn't in any way take away from the fact that people in South shark. Africa have been attacked by sharks. Yeah. And actually 25% of the world's great white shark attacks happen in South Africa. That's interesting. Now, I was looking at something the other day and it really jumped out at me uh, just talking, you know, on human shark attacks. That's kind of more more the angle that I've looked at for this. Um, now, I'm looking at anomalies where like incidents of shark attacks jump significantly over a short period of time. And the University of Tampa kind of goes in and investigates those to try and understand why that's happening. In Northern California, between April 2020 and June 2021, average annual number of shark attacks over the last 100 years is one to two a year, right? There were seven in that kind of 18-month period off the coast of Northern California. Fucking hell. Yeah. So like three times the, yeah. the annual average. Right, so the, the University of Tampa were called in to investigate as to why this might be happening. Now, they came up with several theories which they eventually debunked, but I'm going to go through them because it's very, very interesting. And the, they were never able to conclusively say why, but I'll get to it anyway, and you, you can make your own mind up whether you actually buy it or not, right? It coincided with the California wildfires. Right, so that was the first theory they looked at, right? There was huge amounts of ash being thrown up by these wildfires. By the thermal currents. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which would have contained a lot of heavy metals and stuff, which were then dumped into the ocean. Right. Right. And mercury being one of the heavy metals that would have been dumped in large quantities. Like the mercury content in the water shot up. Right. Around this time, right? And it's known that mercury does affect a shark's olfactory system. Those little, what are they called again? The ampules of... The ampullae of Lorenzini. That's the one. Yeah. The ampullae of Lorenzini. Blackheads, Paul. Yeah. Just say blackheads. Blackheads, right? Yeah. As you said, they're kind of jelly-filled sacks. Yeah. Yeah, they get mercury in them and it fucks them up. They, It just messes with their yeah. fucking olfactory system. But that happens over years. Right. Not over... So that's not... As it would be in this week's, you yeah. know, as opposed... You know, so that was ruled out as a reason. But it's very interesting, though, isn't it? That, you know, heavy metals in the waters, usually by human fucking... Yeah, you know, yeah, there you go. Nice one, humanity. Yeah, fucking has that effect on sharks, right? So then the other one was the obvious one. Uh, the oceans are warming approximately one degree per year. Fantastic. Yeah, which is fucking brilliant, isn't it? One nice one, humans. And that's been noticed over the last 15 years. So you're talking, the oceans are now 15 degrees warmer than they were 15 years ago. That's a huge fucking difference. Yeah. That's a massive difference. Warmer waters, you know, bring sharks closer to the shore because they they have a certain temperature range. Because they're trying to like. fucking get out. Well, it's not even that. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's too fucking warm. It's yeah, fuck that shit. No, but they do have a certain temperature range that they like to be in. Yeah. And as the oceans warm, that temperature range gets closer and closer to the shop. Right. So that brings the sharks and also brings their prey in. Yeah. So that was looked at. And again, that was debunked. Then 
the first of these attacks, of these seven attacks, happened during a full moon. I'm not talking were sharks here, right? Okay. <laughs> There's logic and science, right? The full moon coincides with the high tide. So the high tide brings prey closer to the shore, obviously, you know, the thermal undercurrents that, you know, washes the prey much closer to the shore. Yeah. Therefore, the sharks go where the prey is, they're coming in closer to the shore, and they're having more interactions with people. That's very logical. Again, that only explains the first attack. doesn't explain the other six. Right. That didn't happen during. So that was ruled out as being the reason for this spike in attacks, yeah? The other one was the second attack happened directly over a kelp forest. I don't know whether you're familiar with kelp forests. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I can see it's it at the that, edge of my head. Yeah, yeah, that kind of long, flat seaweed that you often see washed up on the beaches, even here in yeah, Ireland. Yeah. That's kelp. That can grow to 160 feet. Right. from the seabed up, yeah? And it literally grows in, like, large forests, right? So seals, which are the primary prey for great whites, frequent kelp forests. Their prey very much lives in kelp forests. So the seals go there to hunt, and they're followed in by the great whites who go there to hunt seals on the edges of these kelp forests. So they're very commonly seen. But the purple sea urchin population off North Carolina, off North, North California, has exploded in the last 10 years. Why? Right? Not sure why that is, but they feed on kelp forests. Yeah. And I'd say it's due to the fucking water's getting warmer. Very possibly. Yeah. Very, very possibly. They feed on kelp. Right. And they have basically decimated the kelp off the coast of California. Yeah. So no again, kelp, no seals. Exactly. No kelp, no seals, no sharks. Yeah. So that can't explain why this big spike in shark attacks. Yeah. Because kelp is disappearing, not getting more prevalent. So yeah, it's not. Yeah. So that second attack happening over a kelp forest is just a coincidence. Or so the experts say. Right. So that leaves one thing. As I said to you, be mindful of those dates. What was going on in the world between April 2020 and July 21? Yeah. The whole world was fucking locked down. Yeah. It was COVID. More people on the beaches, more people spending more time on the beaches equals more opportunity for interaction with sharks. Yeah. So it it wasn't anything that was changing in the sharks' behaviour as such. It was just every time the bucket goes to the well, eventually the bottom's going to fall out. You've got that many people on the boat and on the beach because, you know, there was nothing else that they could do. do. There was nothing else to do. Everything's closed. Everyone's going to the beach. So... More people on the beach, more people in the water, more interaction with sharks. Right. And that's what they've done. Now, they've also discovered, though, that that particular stretch of coastline is a juvenile great white nursery. Right. Now, all of the attacks, all seven of them, by analysing bite radius and, you know, wounds. I'll also mention nobody was killed in those seven attacks. I was about attacks. to ask yeah, whether yeah, nobody was killed. Yeah. No, they were all fairly superficial. No, I mean, I mean, how superficial is a fucking shark bite? You know what I mean? They were nasty enough, right? Yeah, but there was no right. fatalities in in this kind of spike of attacks. But by analysing bite radius and wounds and stuff, and bite radius and on surfboards, they were mostly surfers that were here. They were able to discern that it was juvenile great whites that were doing it, and it was bite spit. Yeah, you know, they weren't trying to eat them. I absolutely love this. Juvenile sharks are no different to any other babies. They like to put things in their mouth 
to see if they're food. Yeah. You know, and that includes surfers and swimmers. Right? Yeah. So they were taking little nibbles to see, right? Now, it's very interesting with juvenile great whites, right? When they're born, they swim directly away from their mother immediately, right? Because She'll their mother, eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Their mother may think they're prey. Yeah. Or they may, they may very well be fucking prey. I don't think it's like, like she's mistaken them for prey. She just might fucking eat them anyway. Right? So they're on their own. They tend to move towards the coast in the shallow waters away from the bigger predators. And they prey on, you know, small fish. And it's only when they're over a year old, they're called, I think it's yearlings or something. They're called pups. that first year. Yeah, you know, they, they are pups for two or three years before they're actually adult sharks. But they're yearlings, I think they're called oh, the I first year or something like that. Yeah, it's year something. I think it is yearling. But in that first year, they don't know how to hunt. They don't feed on other sea mammals at all which is their primary you know, prey for the adult sharks, is, yeah. you know, seals and stuff. They don't. They just eat fish for the first year or so. And the fish that they eat, a human foot dangling from a surfboard, resembles that there very same yeah. fish. So they're up there having a little nibble there. They're seeing it. But also edible. the splashing in the yeah. water simulates a, a fish in fish, distress. Yeah. 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 But you see, that's what I was thinking about. And I could be really wrong on this. when. This sounds like a fucking Shark Week episode. <laughs> when when sharks attack and they, they bite, as you were saying, and this is with juveniles, as you were saying, they like to put something in their mouth to see if it's food. Yeah. I think sharks take a bite to see if it's if it's food. And humans aren't an adequate or sustainable or no. good food source no, they, for sharks. They live on blubber. Yeah. But the initial bite if that's a tester, is going to draw blood, obviously. Yeah, which then attracts more sharks. Not even attracts more sharks. Let's assume for a second it doesn't. But the blood in the water with the shark's excellent sense of smell, the thrashing about of the person who's been bitten, is going to just kick in the shark's instincts. Yeah. It, it, it reacts instinctively. It so even that, that's, the initial thing yeah. wasn't... The initial bite wasn't an attack as such. Yeah, it leads to an attack. The instinct kicks in. Yeah, now that's what I would have expected too, very much so. But in watching, you know, this and kind of doing my research there, it doesn't appear to be that. It's they take the fucking nip and they fuck off. No, but but what about the people, the shark? Like I've seen documentaries where the shark has bitten and then come back. For more. Yeah. To finish off its prey. Yeah, now that hasn't happened in any of these seven attacks. Right, okay. I was watching a documentary on South African surfers the other day and one guy was talking about his brother who'd been attacked by a shark and he tried to get to him to help him out Mm. because he was like, the the sea was just red. And the shark came back and his brother died. But the shark came back and I initially thought, that's just, I'm not saying, well, you know, that's it, that's, Bad luck, haha, off you go. Yeah. I'm not saying anything like that. But the shark came back to attack the guy who was floundering in the water in a sea of blood. Yeah. Because instinct it's in- kicked Yes. In. Well, he- and that does make sense, actually, because, as I said, it was discovered that all of these attacks have been carried out with juveniles. Right. And one of the things with juvenile sharks, and the reason they stay close to the shore for that, you know, for that first year is... 
their predatory instincts haven't been honed. Yeah. You know, by experience and whatever else. So like that, that instinct might not have kicked in with those and that's why they were just kind of one nip and off they went. That's not food, I'll move on to the next one. Even... You know, whereas an adult shark probably very much would. Yeah, but even being a juvenile shark, it wouldn't have been big enough to tackle prey the size of a man on a surfboard or a woman on a surfboard. I know, like I'm saying, juvenile baby sharks, we're, we're still talking like... Fucking 10, 11 feet long. They're, they're big. Yeah. They're fucking big. Like, you know what I mean? But they're just, their predatory instinct hasn't been honed in that first year. And that's why they stay close to the shore. They don't go out where the, the kind of bigger prey are. Great white sharks, even though they're an apex predator, have been known to be hunted by orca. Yeah. Orca yeah. killer whales hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get on to the whole thing of apex predators because this thing called a trophic cascade. Right. Which I'll talk about later, which is fucking crazy interesting. But great white sharks are on a protected list. Yeah, that's mad. As a vulnerable species. They've been put on a list and it's because of human activity. I know, it's it's fucking unreal, isn't it? Like you've got this fucking multi-million year old fucking apex predator, as you said. This, This thing is fucking... Yeah, I think this, this... And yet we're still fucking killing the bastards. You know, fucking humans. Yeah. This protected list should just be called Humans Are Fuckers <laughs> list. Yeah. 2023. Yeah, absolutely yeah. great. And just for clarity for anyone listening, Dell actually is human, so yeah. he's allowed to say things like Yeah, you. and I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> okay, Greenland Sharks. You said to me earlier on, what was it? What was the... Uh, sand tigers. Are ugly fuckers? Mm. And I raised you a Greenland shark. And I, I, now that you mention it, I think I know what you're talking about, the Greenland shark. They, they, that the one with the big fucking fuck you mouth. Giant fucking mouth. I mean, they all have a giant mouth, but this, this thing is all no. fucking mouth. And no. It's no, no, open. no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> after what? this, after this, Google. Get an image and stick it up on the page. I will, yeah. I'm going to Google it while you're talking. Okay, so fucking hideous. Sorry, Greenland sharks. Any Greenland sharks listening, (laughs) I apologize wholeheartedly, but you were slapped with the ugly stick when you were born. Greenland sharks, the world's longest living vertebrate, can live up to 400 years. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is right. Yeah, they're not... They're not as picturesque now as the white No, shark, they aren't. But, they're uh, not. They're not a good photograph. I'd still posit that the uh, nah, tiger shark's uglier. Nope. Well, we'll agree to differ. Yeah. The oldest Greenland shark was radiocarbon dated to be three hundred and ninety-two years old, plus or minus one hundred and twenty years. Jesus Christ! So, at the very least, it was two hundred and seventy-two years old, and at the very most, four hundred. 500 plus, 392, 405, yeah, just over 500. That's 500 plus years. That's fucking ridiculous. And I've no idea why they live that long. I assume it's something to do with cold waters. I don't know. Slow metabolisms. Yeah. Female Greenland sharks, which are just as handsome as male Greenland sharks, aren't sexually mature until they're 150 years old. Jeez, that's a long time to wait for a shag, isn't it? You know what? You're building up to it. <laughs> yeah, true. I, you wouldn't want to build it up in your head and be utterly disappointed <laughs> when it happens, yeah? 
Like shagging a dead fish, like. <laughs> well, they look like dead fish. Greenland sharks inhabit the North Atlantic and the Russian High Arctic. They're rarely seen on the surface and live in waters at depths of 7,200 feet. Jesus. Isn't that mad? And yeah. it's minus two to minus seven. So they don't eat, they don't eat a lot of people then? I'll get on to their diets later on, but no, people, no, they no, don't. No. There's never been a fatality recorded and never evidence found in the shark of one of the things that have appeared on the surface of the water because mm. they, when they get up to the surface of the water, they're dying. Yeah. They're dead, oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and if a fucking human goes down to the depths that we're talking there, well, they're dead too because they're crushed. Well, they're Before not Shark fucking doing it in a wetsuit. No, that's And it's sure. between minus two and minus seven degrees Celsius. Yeah, so you're down. freezing to death anyway. Yeah. Before and there's no light. There's no light either. Yeah. So Greenland <laughs> sharks have high levels of a chemical compound in their blood that acts like antifreeze. And that stops them yeah, antifreeze freezing. Antifreeze in their blood? Yeah. They have a chemical that stops their blood from forming icicles and fucking no. up their pulmonary system. No. Isn't that mental? That's like the alien xenomorph that has fucking hydraulic acid for blood. Or fucking hydrochloric hydraulic acid. Hydraulic acid. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a reason oh, I was thinking hydraulics. I'm not editing I'll get to that it in out. A minute. No, no, leave it there. There's a reason I'm thinking hydraulics and I'm going to get to it in yeah. a minute. But it's hydrochloric acid, clearly. Yeah. 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 And uh, the similarities with the alien xenomorph does not end there. Okay. Right? The tiger shark, the ugly bastard, who I'm now showing you a picture of, Del. Look <laughs> at that fucking mouthful of bleeding teeth on that. Yeah, no, I don't agree. Ugly Greenland bastard. sharks are ugly. Ugly bastard. All these pictures will be on Facebook later. That thing, its entire jaw, upper and lower, can protrude, right, beyond its snout, beyond the end of its snout. It comes out. Okay. Right? Beyond the end of its snout in five milliseconds. Okay. Right. Have you just ever, like the xenomorph in Alien, the mouth that comes out of the mouth in the Alien? Yeah. That's. Have you that's ever a seen a goblin shark, shark? No. Fucking Google Go- that okay, shit. Let's Google a goblin shark. It's well, like yeah. shark porn. Google that, man. Google <laughs> But I'm telling you, yeah. Anyway, the fucking man. Getting back to Greenland fucked. sharks. Yeah. They swim very slowly, but can manage short bursts of energy to ambush prey. They're primarily scavengers but also eat fish squid and carrion and it's obviously whale falls yeah yeah um which is the whale that always sinks to yeah. the bottom and yeah. that's that's the and then it fills up with yeah. you know fucking decaying fucking gases and eventually yeah but, but it's it feeds a whole ecosystem yeah. oh it know? does yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so and there's a very interesting one as well that i came across like that when a whale carcass is being fucking scavenged by sharks yeah it's that the biggest shark gets the e4 so whichever you know sharks arrive the size is what determines dominance and i'm going to get on to that later yeah. on it's very but, very but there's a hierarchy in every ecosystem oh yeah yeah no know? there is but even yeah. within sharks and it's it's just very interesting because there are other attributes that make certain sharks better predators than others yeah but it's size that dictates Hierarchy, and I'll get onto that later on. That's kind of everywhere, though, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. I'm not even talking is. about sharks, but that's fucking just, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you might be a better fighter than a big fucker, but he's still gonna fucking dominate, isn't he? But 
it was something that was actually studied in a case that I'm going to get on to later on. And it's just very interesting. So just hold that thought and... Okay. Yeah. Okay. And we get back to it because it is very, very interesting as to why that hierarchy is like that. And I want to continue talking about my ugly friends. Okay. Okay. Go with your ugly friends. The stomach contents of Greenland sharks have included in the past polar bears, <laughs> horses and reindeer. Horses? Well, you know, horses are fucking on every continent on the planet. Yeah, what are they on the fucking sea? Well, they've been eaten, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, but everything swims. Polar bears swim. Polar bears yeah. are fantastic swimmers. Yeah, that, they've been eaten. So, and they're pretty apex if, when it comes to predation as and well. And maybe you know? they drowned. You know, maybe a horse fell, fell in and drowned or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. But these <laughs> things have been found in the stomachs of my ugly best friends. Yeah, the Greenland sharks. Yeah, the Greenland shark. Arctic Greenland sharks very often have poor vision. This fucking, this is gross. Well, hang on, we're talking about sharks here who have great Arctic, fucking vision, so Arctic Greenland Arctic sharks, Greenland sharks have very poor vision. That's strange, isn't it? A parasite called, no, it's not strange at all, waiting here. Okay. A parasite called Omata coita elongata. Mm-hmm. And I only know that because omato, the beginning of it sounds like tomato. Yeah. So omato coite elongata attaches itself to the shark's eye, wrecking up its cornea. Ah, okay, right. It doesn't debilitate the shark because there's not much light at 7,000 plus. It doesn't need the fucking so sea anyway. Really yeah, it. yeah, and yeah. It's, got all, it's got the same sensory yeah. advantages that Every other shark yeah. will have, you it's know, got to, the to some degree or other. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Even though it doesn't debilitate the shark, it's fucking maggy looking. I'd say so. Look yeah. it up. No, no, I'll do, I'll do it later. Oh, no, man, do it now. It's great. Look it up. Oh, come on. What's it? The Amato de what now? Just Greenland shark. Eye parasite. Yeah, go on. But as I was saying, it's manky looking. It's fucking disgusting. And Paul's going to corroborate that in a second. <laughs> it's a good job it's fucking dark down there. That's I all probably I'd won't say. put this one up on the Facebook if it's that Oh, I do. People aren't fucking don't need to be censored, man. Well, you know. Greenland shark meat is an Icelandic delicacy. Oh, it's like, like a worm that soaks on the eyeball. A parasite, yeah. Yeah. It's manky looking, huh? It's not, horrible. it's not as manky as you are fucking bringing yeah, it up to manky. me. But yeah, it's pretty rotten now, isn't it? It's manky. It's pretty like a big long worm hanging out of the eyeball. Yeah, sure. it's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And that's not manky. Yeah. No, no, okay. no, but I, I thought it was going to be like so, a fucking infected eyeball or something. This is the one that really fucking weirded me out. Greenland shark meat is an Icelandic delicacy. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Of course it is, yeah. I haven't even got to the part that's freaked me out. All right. Initially, the flesh is poisonous. Like hold your opinion. Like Seriously, yeah. hold your opinion. Initially, the flesh is poisonous. To make it safe for consumption, the meat must be left to rot, which I would have thought is a tick in the wrong box. Yeah. Left to rot, compressed to remove the toxic fluids, dried out for months, and then diced. Basically eaten when there's fuck all of it left, basically. like. So I'll, I'll get on to it, my thoughts on it in a sec. This delicacy is known as caster hakarl. That's K-E-S-T-U-R-H-A with a, a, a father, ah, yeah, which yeah. is probably not called, H-A-K, 
A-R-L. And that probably translates into, why would you fucking bother? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but absolutely. my whole thought on, on, and I'm sorry and apologize to Icelandic people if they're listening that I'm, I'm weirded out by an Icelandic delicacy. But if the meat initially is toxic, who or how many people thought of the process of Removing letting it rot? Yeah. And then looking at what was left of it. It sounds like a starvation diet to me. And and then, well, you know, there would have been very little food, you know, in in such cold climes. And I can understand it in that respect. But leaving it to rot and then going, no, that wasn't, that's still not good enough. And so compressing it and no, that that wasn't good enough. And then drying it out for months. Like how many months did you decide? Sounds like the kind of How many months did it, how many times did it take for you to find the right amount of months yeah you know what i mean no, but and I, then dice it what i'm guessing and it could be miles off but just you know just from listening to what you're saying there the only thing i, I can make sense of is someone who's fucking starving to death and that's yeah. all they have yeah and it's left sitting there and he's looking at it going i can't eat that's poison but he's a dog poison. before he did and that. then eventually he just gets so fucking desperate that he eats it and finds that he's not dead i don't know anyway. i don't know I'd try and kill a polar bear first. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Right, so we have a difference of opinion on what constitutes an ugly fucking shark, Dale. Well, I'm telling you now, the tiger shark is an ugly bastard. It's also a dangerous fucker. In Long Island, New York, last summer, July 2022, yeah, there were six attacks in the space of three weeks. Now, for context, that was more attacks in three weeks than they had had in the, in the previous 23 years. And they were like, what the fuck's going on here? And it was over fucking July 4th weekend as well. Like, you know, all around that time. Yeah. The, the fucking three so was it the same out. stretch of coast? Yeah. Right, yeah. okay. In Long Island, New York, yeah. So they had, again, our friends from the um, Tampa University Shark Lab were called in. Okay. To find out what the fuck's going on here. So first of all, they kind of had a look and said, are we talking great whites again? No. The... There weren't even bite radiuses on the victims this okay, time. Okay, so explain that because that's weird. Is it you because talking, there wasn't enough? You were talking, they were more like stab wounds. There right, was okay. lacerations yeah, that yeah, they were yeah, getting. Yeah. Like nasty fucking, like nasty lacerations, don't get me wrong. But they weren't having chunks bit out of them. Right. right? So they they were looking at that right? and they thought maybe mako sharks. And didn't fit with the mako shark kind of bite uh, thing either. And it ruled those smooth hammerheads, which are known to frequent that area. And I know yeah. you've got loads of hammerheads later that we're going to get into. But anyway, so they surmised from it, right, that it was tiger sharks, right? Okay. In particular, sand tiger sharks. Now, if you Google that and have a look at that, right, they don't have like your triangle-shaped teeth like what the, the great white have. They fucking needles in their mouths, basically. Yeah. Fucking like vicious-looking fucking things. But that's what they were Whereas getting. Whereas great whites have like steak knives in yeah. their fucking mouth. Yeah, they got yeah, triangle-shaped yeah. with fucking serrated Serratious. edges. Like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Man, they slice you. They slice and dice you. Yeah. These things stab you. Okay. Right? They're lethal yokes, right? But anyway, yeah, so that's what we were looking at was that kind of wound. So they kind of surmised then that it was that. But the bit I fucking love, and I just mentioned it earlier, but I want to go back to it because it's deadly. There is video of it I'm going to put up on Facebook. Their fucking, both of their jaws, like upper and lower, can protrude beyond the snout. Now this is a fucking jaw full of needles. Yeah. Pointy fucking six, eight inch long needles shooting out of its mouth. Yeah. <laughs> beyond its nose in 50 milliseconds. Like It's 
the fiftieth of a second, out and out, fucking bites and fucking sucks in its prey. Yeah, that's fucking. I know people that eat like that. (laughs) Fucking xenomorphs, yeah. But anyway, two of the attacks happened ten days apart in the exact same spot. Okay. So literally off the same beach. Yeah. Right, thirty yards from the shore. Were they uh, surfers or swimming or, or bathers were, or what? Uh, one of them was a surf. Actually, I think both. No, sorry. One was a lifeguard who was actually out, out swimming. Okay. And then the sec- the other one then was a a surfer who was on his own. There was nobody around. Very lucky. Yeah. Very very lucky man. He was out surfing. He got hit. He managed to get back to shore and just by luck, there was a park ranger just happened to be passing on the beach. He was able to get the emergency services and he was saved. Now, he had a pretty bad fucking chop on his foot. Like right, pretty okay. bad. He didn't lose any toes or anything, but it was a deep fucking yeah, yeah. gash from the top of his foot right around to the sole, like just sliced. Anyway, right, so after two attacks in 10 days, the government orders an increased monitoring from the air. So you've got low-flying helicopters and drones flying over and they spot... 15 to 20 sharks just off the coast. Like literally just off the beach. You're looking at 15 to 20 sharks, which is a lot for that particular area. Uh, so beaches are closed. But oh, you know, this fucking sounds a lot like Jaws, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's July 4th Except for the beaches, closed part. Now, it was open for July 4th. This was happening just after the 4th of July. So they closed down the fucking thing. And again, as I said, our friends from the Tampa University Shark Lab are called in. Let's find out what's fucking happening here. Why is this happening? So the first thing they looked at was rip currents. Now, that particular stretch of the Long Island coast is notorious for rip currents. Right? A lot of people drown every year. But not being caught. Surfers use them for getting out to conserve energy. They just hit the rip current and out they go. Okay, Certain sharks will use rip currents. To conserve energy. Yeah. To move around. Makes know. sense. Yeah, yeah, mm. like, absolutely. The radialis muscle that anchors the shark's tail to its spine allows it to stiffen its tail, and that allows it to ride currents. It's like a like hawk. It's like a hawk uses updrafts for gaining yeah. altitude yeah. without flapping its wings. A shark can like kind of streamline itself. Yeah. You know, go rigid and just let the riptide take it. Like, fucking cool. But there's only certain breeds of shark that can do that, and the tiger shark is not one of them. So having confirmed from the bites that it was tiger sharks, that ruled out rip currents. Right. So it definitely wasn't the rip currents that were causing it. So then they looked at, because of when it was July 4th, all that, there was a lot of boat traffic, a lot of boaters on the water at the time. So they looked to see whether that was causing it. And this is where we get into the ears. I have it all here. Not only do sharks have an incredible sense of smell, they hear really well too, which we said earlier, right? They've two openings on the top of their head, just behind the eyes, right? That lead to their inner ear, which is fluid-filled canals that are laid with billions of microscopic hair cells called cilia. When sound waves reach the cilia, they vibrate, sending a signal to the brain. That's the way people hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can pick up low-frequency rumbling sounds from 20 to 300 hertz. Like, boat motors create a home in a similar frequency range. Right, okay. However, increased boat activity around the 4th of July is more likely to repel than attract sharks as they don't like too much noise. Right. So a lot of boats, a lot of that frequency, a lot of that sound wave, sharks are getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. They just don't like it. So that was ruled out. 
Now, this one, not about you, but it made me angry, this one, right? Because I think it's bullshit. Right? I think they're trying to pull a fucking fast one on this, right? The Department of Transport, right? Faced with the problem of what to do with obsolete subway carriages, sank 500 of them along the eastern seaboard of New York. Makes right? sense. Yeah. <laughs> right? To create an artificial reef. This was the excuse for it. Unfortunately, subway cars are made of a low alloy steel and rusted out and collapsed long before coral could grow anywhere near them. So that kind of false artificial reef theory fell on its arse. They went down and looked. The subway cars had basically collapsed in on themselves and there was no fucking sea life anywhere near them. Right, so yeah, fucking tell me they didn't know it was low alloy steel before they dumped them in the fucking sea. Assholes. Right, really pissed me off. Right, so something that was noticed, however, was a large influx of black tips. Right now, if you know black tip sharks, yeah, seen them, right, they've got a kind of distinctive darker tip on their fin and their tail. Are they pelagic sharks? We think they're pelagic. I don't know what that means. But they're, they're way out in the ocean, no. like they're not coastal. No, no, these are coastal. But they are very, very fussy with the water temperature. Right. right? They only, yeah. you know, they only like to be in a very, very narrow range of water temperature, right? Which means that they are rarely seen north of Virginia. But as the water temperatures increase, and as we said earlier, it's gone up 14 degrees in 15 years, they've started to appear in New York. Thanks, humans. Yeah, there you go again, right? Now, this is what I was talking to you earlier about, right? Now, black tips are faster. They are more agile. They have a shorter turn radius. So you would immediately expect, okay, these guys have moved into the tiger sharks area. They're eating the tiger sharks prey. They're better hunters. They're better predators. And the tiger sharks are being left with fuck all, so they're going after humans. No, that's not how shark hierarchy works. Size. Tiger sharks are bigger though and has been observed even at feeding time in indoor aquariums and stuff where they have sharks and have different species of sharks. The biggest shark eats first. Doesn't matter what species it is. Doesn't matter how honed it is. Yeah. You know, what fucking predatorial advantages it has. The biggest shark eats first. So the tiger shark is still getting its fill. So it's not the black tips. Right. It's very interesting though that black tips are starting to appear as far north as New York. As the ocean temperature rises, yeah. Well done, humans. Fuck you, humans. Right. Anyway, so they did eventually discover what was causing this, right? And again, humans have a hand in it. It's not. Or they do. They're not the fucking direct cause, but they have a hand in it, right? Did you ever hear of bunker fish? Yes. Right. They're a fucking. That was a very unconvincing yes. Right. Yeah. They're a fish. They're an American fucking. You know. Well, anyway, they were fished to near extinction. Thanks, humans. Right. By fishermen using seine nets, as in seine, as in the river seine in Paris, right? Right. Okay. don't know why they're called that, but the, you know, that is how they're spelled. Basically, envision Dell, right? Now, you know Dublin fairly well, right? It's six fucking city blocks. So you're talking from the Parnell Monument to O'Connell Bridge, down to Cable Street and back up to the fucking cinema in Parnell Street, right? Wrap a net around that and lift every living thing out of it. Fucking ass. That's what every fucking one of these boats was doing three or four times a week. They had fished the fucking, the fucking bunker fish down to nothing. So the New York government fucking brought in a ban on saying nets. I think in 2016, I think it was, right? And since then, the fucking bunker fish population has exploded. 
there's fucking like like you're talking shoals of them that are 10 15 miles wide yeah right and they frequently come in fucking 20 30 feet off the fucking beach and where they go tiger sharks follow right it's their main food source it's you know tiger sharks don't actually feed on sea mammals and this was discovered by they're one of the few shark breeds who don't feed on sea mammals you know so sea lions and stuff they eat. yeah yeah Right, and that was discovered by, and I have the guy's name here, Dr. Aaron Carlyle of the University of Delaware, right? And he basically, what he done was, he took flesh samples from dead tiger sharks. Uh, they're ground down into a powder, literally, and then they're put through magnetic spectrometer, is that the word? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And basically, it tells you what the entire composition is of the flesh. And you are what you eat. Yeah. Is the old saying yeah. goes. Yeah. So they know that they, they they're eating low nitrogen food, which is small fish, i.e. bunker fish, mm -hmm. which are prevalent around there, right? That evidence is then backed up by drone footage that was shot on that very weekend. And I showed you this footage earlier, Dale. I think you see right. it. Yeah. And it's a massive cloud is the only way to describe it of these bunker fish. And they're literally 20, 30 feet off the beach. Like you can see the beach in the background of this drone footage. And there's six or eight sharks just ripping into them. Now you go out on a surfboard in the middle of that day. Yeah. You can't really complain if you get a fucking nip on the ankle, can you? But anyway, yeah, so that was what they discovered. It was the, you know, the whole ecosystem or whatever. The, the bunker fish had rebounded, had have become massively prevalent yeah. again because of the ban in nets. You're seeing more of them than had ever been seen before. And with those... Bans in nets that should never have existed in the first place. I know, but... Fucking bullshit. I know, but again, you have to kind of wonder where the ecosystem's going to find balance there. Because like, like you're now seeing massive amounts of bunker fish. You know, are they going to have an impact? You know, it's always the kind of heavy-fisted hand... Of, of humanity that just fucks everything. Yeah, well, let's get on to that then. You know, it's like millions and millions of bunker fish going to have a negative impact on some other species now. Yep. You know? But anyway, yeah, so that's it. And that's what they discovered, that it was literally just as the bunker fish came back, so did their predators yeah, yeah. coming in right up to the fucking shore and people are swimming out on top of them in the middle of fucking feeding frenzies. Yeah. And I'm going to put those videos up on the Facebook because they're deadly they, looking. They, they are really good, aren't they? They're really good videos of, it's aerial shots from a drone of literally six or eight of these yeah. sharks just going into the middle of a shoal of these fish. There is, there's a lot, and you have a lot to, you have a lot to stick up on the Facebook page there is, yeah, for yeah, this I'm episode, because that's like lot. fucking insane. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of it's very visual, yeah. so yeah, no, definitely, I'm going to do that. My favourite sharks, I love great white sharks, I think they're amazing. Greenland sharks are my ugly friends. So, I mean, I love all sharks. Yeah, I love tiger lads there. Great lads. hammerhead sharks. Yeah. And, and I'm pissed off because we're not going to get, we're not going to talk about bull sharks or mako sharks or wobegong sharks or, or goblin or sharks. Baskin sharks. Fucking baskin sharks, lemon sharks. We'll definitely come back to this. We'll Bullets. definitely have yeah, to do it. We're yeah. going to have to do we'll a have to whole do lot of sharks. Bunch. But anyway, grey hammerhead sharks. Right. They live in tropical waters which is what you were talking about, Gulf of Mexico, Mediterranean, the Pacific, and the Indian Ocean. So again, the way at the beginning I said, great white sharks are, are and in every ocean yeah. on the planet. The These fellas are too, you know. But they're more warm water, aren't they? Yeah. And actually, just 
before you go mad into this, am I right in saying that that hammerhead shape thingy, that has something to do with electromagnetic sensory stuff, doesn't it? It has something to do with a lot of stuff. Okay, well, let's get yeah. to it, because that's something I remember. But, but this is, yeah. I'm not letting you off, because this is the one that you set me up for. So oh, I'm right, take, okay. I'm taking this. Right, go on. They range in size, when fully grown, from 11.5 feet to 20 feet. Grey hammerhead sharks. Now, you said hammerhead sharks earlier in something you were talking about there these are a different species right like all in there's 520 species of shark on wow. the planet that have been found okay and, and there's multiple hammerhead sh- yeah. well species. two i know of there's oh, yeah. two i know of but maybe there is you yeah, know okay. um there's 520 species and of that 520 species 20 percent have been found in the last decade Oh, wow. Okay, Isn't so we're still nuts. just fucking discovering all these new Yeah, stuff, so like. maybe as we're speaking, there are more. I can't more believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Okay, Jesus I'm Christ. never forgiving you for that. <laughs> no, go on, they've... Okay. hammerhead sharks eat crustaceans, cephalopods, octopuses, sharks, bony fish, and rays, stingrays, and all that I can understand why they do that. Fucking partial with a bit of rain myself. They're, I read something yesterday that they're not susceptible to the sting of a stingray oh yeah it's probably because of that like sandpaper like skin it could be it could be but i don't know they don't have many predators other than bigger sharks or killer whales oh killer whales okay yeah other bigger sharks or killer whales and what about humans oh i'll get to us fuckers later on (laughs) the hammer part of their heads which is the greatest thing you've ever set me up for in the history of us doing this. Oh, really? The hammer part of their heads is known as a cephalofoil. Right. Initially, it wasn't known what the head shape benefited or hindered the shark, but it gives hindered, 360 hindered degree was, view, was anyway. pretty much disqualified. Yeah, I guess. Because evolution, evolution doesn't, doesn't fucking hinder evolve. you like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't evolve negative fucking traits. Only a new one. It wasn't understood how it benefited sharks. Well, but know, it's now widely known that is, in fact, it's tremendously advantageous. Yeah, well, I know, first off, it gives it 360 degree vision. I know that. I'll get to that, actually, right now. Thanks for sending me thunder, dude. Oh, sorry. sorry. You're all right. The grey hammerhead shark has a 360 field of vision as it yeah. swims yeah. and sweeps its head. Yeah, it can see. It's got... It's always on the end of the hammer. Yeah. And it's sweeping around and there's crossover in between. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's as well, literally. we were talking earlier about the Y-shaped brain. So the right side of the brain is processing the right eye. The left side is processing the left eye. So it, it can actually see both things at the same time and process what it's seeing at the same time. Whereas we can't even comprehend, you know, how that, what it even looks like, you know. But our, our eyesight has a flat spot. Yeah. There's a blank spot in our, our eyesight. If you look it up in the internet, yeah, it'll tell you how exactly it. to see it, but yeah. it, or not see it, but it's brain weird. Fills it's it brain, in, yeah. And the brain fills it in. Yeah. Yeah. The large olfactory surface available with a flat head gives the shark a heightened sense of smell, but the sheer amount of ampullae of Lorenzini, the blackheads, that can be accommodated on the great hammerhead shark's head gives it a greater chance of detecting 
the harpy of its prey, even if the prey is hidden under the sand. Wow. And they do a lot of hunting rays that are bottom feeders. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's also thought to aid the great hammerhead shark in their mass migrations using Earth's magnetic fields. Yeah. Isn't that fucking insane? Yeah, that's that was the thing I... That's like going right back to when we said we wanted to do this podcast weeks ago. That that was that was my inspiration for what to talk about sharks was this idea that a, a fucking human radar fucking yeah. receiver. Now, you know, now I don't want not to. Human, sorry, I don't want a to, biological radar I, receiver. I don't want to piss all over the grey hammerhead shark's ability to use Earth's magnetic fields for its migrations. But birds do it all the but time. But pigeons do that. Yeah. So you know, get over yeah. yourself, buddy. Yeah. Grey hammerhead sharks use their cephalofoil to gain a level of lift when traveling at speed in much the same way as an F1 car does. I was going to say that, yeah. You set me up for this and I went, yeah, oh, God, looks I can't believe like you the said front that. Wing of an F1 car. But it's yeah, so, does, yeah. and it's just a little up lift yeah. under their snout yeah. and they can just change yeah. direction at like in a very, very short space. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. nuts. Whereas the Formula One car uses that for downforce, obviously not. Yeah, up, yeah, up, it's, it's it's principally it's the invertible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like to say, if you can get a Formula One car on the roof, on the ceiling, doing sixty miles an hour, it'll stay on the ceiling. Pardon? That's nuts. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fucking insane. I I'd like to see the Formula One driver that's going to try that. <laughs> Couple of times in this episode, we've or I've referred to apex predator. Yeah. Apex predator, yes, is a term that's blithely thrown around. It is a bit, yeah. We're reckless abandoned. That's yeah. an apex predator. That's an apex predator. Look at that yeah. fucking apex predator ago. The one true apex predator, and we've mentioned them in passing in this because they don't really have any part to play in this whole sharks episode. It's the orca, is it? It's the killer whale. Yeah. It's fucking insane. I mean, the how, actual kind how of brilliant. A predator that thing yeah. is yeah and i mean the I suppose dictionary definition of an apex predator is that there's n it preys on pretty much everything in its environment and nothing preys on it that's that's your killer whale right there isn't it? i'm not even countering that but if you go on youtube and just google or google and search for killer whales Hunting seals, oh, yeah, on land, hunting like, sharks, on fucking land, yeah. fucking everything. Yeah. Like they're, there's they come up out of the fucking water, slide along the fucking ice, eating everything. That fucking but no, 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 no. It's not even that. There's three of them will swim on, will swim towards an ice flow. Like yeah. there's a seal on an ice flow, and create a bow wave in front of them, right? And wash the seal off the, off the ice. It's fucking wow. insane. And if it's a big. Ice flow that this thing is in yeah. the middle of. They've they'll, the use the bell wave. they'll use the bell wave to break it up. Right. It's fucking insane. Go on YouTube, check it out. It's That's fucking insane. Nuts. It's brilliant. Anyway. Okay, let's do a podcast on killer whales. Okay. <laughs> the great hammerhead shark is a very, very close runner-up to the killer whale. Yeah. yeah. It's he is the most vicious shark, isn't it? fucking... It's not even vicious. It's no, just it's the, most, the, the, most, the most... It's an... Highly ex, evolved It's an successful. excellent predator, and yeah. it's extremely highly evolved. Yeah. Now, I, earlier I mentioned a trophic cascade. Yes. Trophic cascade is an ecological event that involves changes to the structure of an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. resulting in changes to animals or plants 
at any level of that food chain. Now, the best explanation I can give you for that convoluted sentence is, I think it was in 1995 or six, wolves were reintroduced to Yellowstone National That's Park. That's right, yeah. And the wolves ended up changing the course of the river. Jeez. They did it by, when, when they come in, deer aren't safe. Yeah. And fucking bison or whatever the fuck it is is in there that that'll eat the grass and eat the young saplings right. aren't safe so they couldn't be out in the open at any time they wanted eating what they eat wolves predated them and ate them and because they couldn't be in the open as freely as they wished the saplings had a chance to grow it's and as the trees grew birds came back right. squirrels came back the ground became more stable around the rivers because the root system had, yeah. had expanded. So there wasn't as much erosion. Right. So ultimately, reintroducing wolves, wolves to the National Park changed the course of the river. That's, it's, it's, and there's That's a, kind of what I was getting at with the bunker fish. There's, there's a phenomenal video on, again, on YouTube. Just look for wolves, Yellowstone, Trophic Cascade. And there's a great, great video on it, and it's it it yeah. it so explains wondered, yeah. it much better than I did. But no, I get it though. I asked in you, this in this situation, your trophic cascade has five levels with killer whales say at the top of them. Okay, mm. so they're level five. Great hammerhead sharks are estimated to be four point three, so they're they're just a really close second. Right. And so, as such, not much predates them. Great hammerhead sharks, and this, you were talking about, and this is going to piss you off, or at least this pissed me off, and you, mm. your fact, this fucking killed me. Mm. Great hammerhead sharks have never been responsible for a single human fatality since records began. Wow. As a matter of fact, there are many rules to follow when divers are diving with great hammerhead sharks not least of which is the exhalation of bubbles when hammerhead sharks are nearby. Because they, they're a nervy creature. And it's not yeah. that they'll attack, but they'll just fucking scare her. Oh, right? Okay. There are rules to follow when you're, you're scuba diving with grey hammerhead sharks. Rules to sue who, though? The shark or the human? The shark. Like, you can't exhale the bubbles in your uh, from your regulator because it'll set them off because they obviously react to the activity, noise, and whatever else that generates that they pick up. Yeah, they're so highly tuned. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of unfamiliar noise. But there are still loads loads and loads of threats to greyhound sharks. Loads of them. There's the shark fin thread, which... It's fucking disgraceful. It is. Dark fin suit. Yeah. Fuck that. One of the things I'm most ashamed of is I tasted shark fin soup. No. And I will never, ever forgive myself. Oh, dude. Yeah. Fucking Ah, look, we're all doing this stupid, I suppose. Commercial fishing. Mm. Great white sharks are pulled up in commercial fishing when they have those massive... those same nets, yeah. Yeah. Nets that they just drag along the, the ocean floor. Yeah. And they're bycatch... So they're not even a targeted thing that they want to catch. Oh, yeah. It's just they're fun. just yeah. pulled up and, whoops, yeah. caught one of these. It's dead. Fuck it. Throw it back. Mm-hmm. This one fucking did me nut. Culling. Cull them. Culling as beachgoer 
protection. Yeah. Despite well, yeah, no fatalities ever. Yeah. Fucking human beings. So when we, I say fucking humanity, pisses me off. <laughs> this, yeah. this this well, shit that is one goes, Why the fuck are you calling something that's never fucking bitten a human? Yeah. That doesn't make you know, any well, sense at all. Give somebody a job. Well, I suppose humans see them and panic and then it's like, you know, it's fucking bad for business, isn't it? Well, that's Wankers. fuck humans. I know, yeah, wankers. Climate change. Yep. Not Rising temperatures can contribute to shifts in population dynamics. Mm-hmm. There's less food to eat. There's yeah. less sharks around. And yeah. plastic pollution. Which is exactly what I said about the, the In, in the sharks' bodies that have been pulled up, like mm-hmm. that died and they've been examined because they want to scientifically know about them. Yeah. There's been plastic found in their stomachs. Oh, yeah, and it might yeah. be a big plastic Nearly ball or a half a fucking yeah, no, it's rubber tire. It's, 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 it's particulate. Microplastics. Yeah. 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 Fucking bullshit. Yeah, now just what I was trying to say was on the bunker fish thing earlier, you know, banning those nets, I'm just wondering what knock-on effect that will have from a trophic cascade kind of perspective. Like, you know, humans have, you know, made the, the decision that we're not going to fish this species to existence, which is a good decision, and I'm not saying it's not. To extinction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But now you have a massive abundance of these bunker fish, and I'm just wondering what kind of impact that's going to have on other species in the same, you know. Well. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud. I mean, I'm not expecting you to answer that no, question. No, I know. You're not a, a marine biologist. The first thing. But it just goes to show, it's a ham-fisted human input again, you know. That we've gone from fishing the fucking things to near extinction to now banning the fishing off them altogether, and there's fucking more of them than there has been for thousands of years. Regulation. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. all I'm thinking. Yeah. But there has to be some kind of regulation because that's gonna. Well, you see, that's like. Uh, it, I'm we have to learn to, to no, coexist with the ocean as opposed to. Which is what I'm trying to say without sounding like peace and love, man, well, and coexist. Yeah. No, but we do. But there's coexistence. coexistence. And yeah. we don't need to fish the fucking things to death. No. And then blanket ban everything yeah. and let them recover and create a new situation somewhere yeah. else. That's basically what I was saying. And then yeah, have people yeah. with the argument that, look, not fishing them, look what fucking happened here and all yeah. this bullshit. And then we go back to fishing them to extinction again. Yeah. To near yeah. extinction and then yeah. blanket ban them yeah. again. And then exactly. that's just it's a fucking boom and bust the whole time. Cyclical. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, you know, we do need to learn to coexist, and it's not peace and love and hippiness. Yeah. Well, at the yeah, end of the day, peace. hippies had a right peace and love, man. But at the end of the day, the sea is a very, very different ecosystem to what we're used to on land. We may dominate land. When we go into the sea, we become part of the fucking food chain. Yeah. And we need to start understanding that. Yeah. Like, you know, and what we put into the fucking sea becomes part of the food chain too, whether it be plastics or fucking sewage and all that shit as well. We just need a massive fucking rethink on, on how we view the sea and what's going on. And, and that's, I, I don't want to sound preachy and shit. We need, well, I fucking do, mm. even though I'm not. We need a massive rethink on how we view the fucking the planet. planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, but in particular the oceans, I think, because it is quite an alien environment to us, even now, even with what we understand. And well, what, we don't what we, know how fucking badly we're fucking shit up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, we know more about other planets than we do about, about the, the, the fucking the, 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 Yeah, and it's two thirds of our own planet. Yeah. Water covers two thirds of the planet. Like, mad, mad. We will come back to the oceans again then, I think. Cause fucking right. Because I didn't even get to talk about basking sharks, which get off the coast of Ireland. Yeah. Fucking magos, white tips. 
blue sharks, bull sharks. Another yeah, one of my favourite fucking sharks. Right. Bull sharks are one of the few species of shark that swim in rivers as well. They're freshwater. Freshwater sharks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. They freshwater. They're oceanic, like they're sea. Yeah, yeah, but, but they come inland. They can go in and up rivers. Jesus. And there's documentaries on pretty much every shark week you're going to fucking see mm. on the Discovery Channel about bull sharks that killed people in rivers. Kids that were swimming in the summer in rivers and got killed. When I was in Australia a lifetime ago, I was in Brisbane, and I think there was there was definitely a bull shark spot in wow. the river Brisbane. But I don't know if it actually attacked anybody. Jeez. But it was spot. But when it's spotted, it's like fucking it's it's mm. there's a savage dog over there, don't go that way, mm. you know that kind of shit. It there's alarm bells just what fucking. Was it we got swam up the Liffey there a few years ago? Was it a dolphin or a whale? Could have been either or or both. I think it was a whale. Yeah. 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 Swam right up into the sea centre, like all the way up. Yeah. And it was, I think that was a whale. Yeah. Or was it basking shark? No, I'm pretty sure you shark. find it on Google. But no, I'm pretty sure it wasn't that and scary because everybody was loving it and then they had to go in and Basking kinda, sharks aren't scary. It's a shark. They're the filter feeders, shark. man. I know, but the minute you hear shark, it's scary. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, if, sure if, wasn't the shark. if you're out yeah. there listening to this and the minute you hear shark, you go, uh oh. Yeah. Then fucking. Then we haven't done our job. <laughs> ed- educate yourself a bit, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying that condescendingly. Yeah. But sharks basking sharks, lemon sharks, north sharks, yeah. all those fucking things are not are, dangerous. Aren't dangerous. Most of them aren't dangerous. No. Even great whites. I mean, you could argue are not dangerous. It's just there was a body research done about great white sharks, and you can tell from their body language whether they're in attack mode or not. Wow. It's if you think of a, a shark, picture a great white shark in your head from front on. Yeah. So it's coming toward you, not mm-hmm. at you, but it's coming toward you. And its dorsal fin is sticking up. Yeah. And its pectoral fins are down. Yeah. If they're down and it looks like they're hanging limp almost. Not hanging limp, but they're they're down and it's think of somebody standing in front of you. Think of Somebody going, yeah, in front yeah. of you with right, their, yeah. you know, that's down, the yeah, pe- yeah. pectoral fins are down and I fucking mean business. Right. But if they're out and flat, then just, it's just, just, it's just moving along. along. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that, that was the research that was done. So they yeah. can tell from a body language whether a shark is. Is ready to strike. Also, and I fucking, we forgot to touch on it. We were talking about great white sharks. Whoever's listening to this. Go on Google if you've never seen what I'm talking about and Google Big Blue. Big Blue, Great White Shark. The thing is enormous. Wait until you see this. It's fucking ridiculous. But look, we have to tie this up. Yeah. Because I'm just going to talk about sharks to anybody who will listen to me for the whole fucking weekend. (laughs) Have a great weekend. See you later.